from freethefeminine.com. Greetings, goddesses, queens, priestesses, fairies, brujas, witches, and all spiritually modern women of the divine magical forest. We are back together again for an even better season two of Rise of the Divine Feminine podcast. Strap your seatbelt or jump on the magic carpet and join me. I am your host and spiritual coach, Goddess Queen Jamila Asata Aset, the self-love, self-discovery, maverick, and beauty specialist. I welcome you as we glide into this golden age. Let's go. When we last departed for season one, we were right in the middle of our global pandemic. 2020 was rough. You have been through a lot. This episode is about reclaiming your energy, reclaiming and restoring the pieces and parts of you that have been dispersed, broken, hurt, healed, or wounded in the time of transition the right to reclaim any part of you that is yours. During this season, I will be using a new set of terminology. The term that I will be using is called the false feminine society. The false feminine society is a term that I coined to describe what we know feminine is according to what we have been taught. Years ago, I did a short workshop, a vision board workshop. In that workshop, I talked about my desire to become more feminine. I used artwork and different pictures to create a vision board of what I believed femininity was. In displaying this particular vision board to the women and the audience, the attendees who came, the other hosts in the room. I was confident as they cheered me on, looking at my pictures, celebrating with me, and enjoying what we believe to be true and authentic femininity. In reality, my vision board was a physical representation of false feminine. The false feminine society would have women to believe that we are powerless. They would have women to believe that our greatest strength is our sexuality, our beauty, our sensual prowess. These are the things that we have been taught over hundreds of years according to false feminine society. One of the biggest energetic disadvantages of false feminine society is the way that it plays on us emotionally where guilt is concerned. Many women take pride in suffering and feeling guilty. 
the thing that we have been taught that is our greatest reason for existence is often our children. But in that process, there's a lack of support and a true envisioning for women who prioritize everything else but themselves. The false feminine society is something that has been so inherently brainwashed in us that many women even feel fear when it comes to stepping out of those guilty feelings. There is talk amongst my clients, my friends, and even myself at a certain point in life about feeling bad when taking time for self. This is the objective of false feminine society. To put us in a position to do lots of work, to garner the attention and the praise of men while making self secondary or even tertiary. Throughout this season of the podcast, I will be using this terminology of false feminine society when highlighting the damage that has been done by society in the West, primarily on women. So some of you who may be following me on Instagram may already know this, but in case you do not follow me at the Rose Goddess on Instagram, um, I announced months ago that I'd moved to Africa. I left the United States in the fall, uh, shortly after my birthday, and just left and moved to the motherland. And I didn't have any plans of staying in one particular place. I wanted to just go from place to place and just kind of discover different countries. But I did know two countries that I was sent to visit. The first one was Egypt and the second one, Gambia. So without knowing anyone in Africa, I packed up my stuff. And I said sayonara to the West, and I came here, where I am now in Gambia, to start fresh. And one of the things that I have observed in this journey is how much my soul and spirit feels restored, how much restorative energy I feel in this transition. I don't know about your experience with traveling or how long you've lived wherever you've lived, but you know that feeling that you get when you step out of your day-to-day routine and just even step into a beach or to a lake or to a mountain or any kind of natural environment just for a short period of time. You know that peace and that flow and that harmony that your body feels in that disruption of the mundane, that disruption of the day-to-day. That is what I have been feeling for the past seven months. Absolute freedom. Absolute restoration. And if anything, I realize how egregious, how rebellious my actions are to 
false feminine society. False feminine society would have had me believe that remaining in a relationship that was not honoring who I am, remaining in a house with people who didn't appreciate me, remaining in a country where I saw my sisters and my brothers and people who looked like me attacked on a weekly, monthly, annual basis, knowing that I wouldn't be able to protect my children because of the color of their skin. This society would have had me believe that remaining in all of those hostile conditions would be the right thing to do. There is a relationship in the West with suffering. There is a clear relationship and link and correlation to the amount of guilt that we as women have been taught to feel when it comes to doing things for ourselves. But in reality, that rebellion, that uprising, the time for that is now. We've learned, you have learned, whether it be over the course of years or months, that there is no honor in making yourself last while putting everyone above you in hopes that they will somehow see the value in you or that somehow you'll be recognized for all of the sacrifices that you've made. That long game does not lead to success. And in your life, your success is not marked by the financial gain. Financial gain isn't the marker of success, especially when what we do as spiritually modern women is we look at our success in relevance to how we feel spiritually, emotionally, mental health. Those are three elements to pay attention to. How does your soul feel? How are you doing emotionally? And what's going on with your mental health? It's very, very, very important to sit back and think about how you've fallen into the trap of that brainwash, fallen into the trap of that false feminine society. What feelings of guilt do you experience and when? What have you learned about taking care of yourself that you can translate into a practice, into a ritual, into something that you can do daily? Because me being here is my ritual. This is my daily practice. Waking up, being around people who love me, being around people who care, being in a place where I can feel openly, where I can feel openly, and that's a big thing. So we'll go into that. I'll go into that further in this season of the podcast. But reclamation is the number one mission reclaiming all the energy that has been given all of the energy that has been lost all of the energy that has been displaced reclaiming that energy back to you now in this moment loving rise of the divine feminine podcast great 
you can head over to Patreon and join us in our private Chambers of a Goddess group. You can pay a monthly membership and either do a one-on-one coaching session with me monthly, or you can mingle with the goddesses and other magical women of the lair and be a part of our special and private support group, which meets once per month, every single month to make sure that we do our magical work. Love Rise of the Divine Feminine Podcast, but want something a little bit more lightweight. Dive into self-discovery by downloading the book, which is coming out. Yes, countdown, set your clock for August 2021. Make it real because I am publishing my very first book just for you. And just for you today, I'm going to read you a little fancy schmancy excerpt. Ready? Shout out to you for picking up this book. I wrote this for you because when I tried to learn more about me, I realized that there are slim pickings out here for magical women. Either you've always had that special rebellious auntie, a cool fairy godmother, or some other ancestral family connection. But many of you are out here like I was, trying to piece things together, trying to figure it all out, forced into the hard lesson-based life. You've been working with the limited information you have had, finding clues along the way, continuously learning and striving while failing and growing. I wrote this because I wish something like this existed for me when I was out here grappling in the dark. I wrote this for you because I love you enough to create what I didn't have. I wrote this book because I believe in you. And I don't say that lightly. I truly believe in you. I believe that there's such determination and drive in your soul that it possesses you to want more, to want better. You want to grow. And I want to tell you that you deserve better. You certainly deserve the very best. You deserve all of the things that you think you're supposed to have and more. The release date for the book is none other than August the 26th, 2021. If you want to pre-order, you can go ahead and click the link to pre-order your copy now. Thanks for your support. Reclamation. What is the process for reclamation? The process is broken down into four categories. The first, your core beliefs. Reclaiming the things that you actually believe versus just the things that you've been taught. The second, your attention, your thoughts. Becoming aware of when your thoughts are drifting off into someone else's agenda. The third, calling all of your emotional prowess, your feelings, and yes, this includes your peace. The fourth is calling all of your energy back to you, the output of your energy, so your actions, the things that you've done. Reclamation is a four-step process, and each of these steps requires you to look introspectively and see where your energy is being seeped out in the cracks and in the corners. Moment of truth. So, if I can give a little confession here. For me, the biggest reclamation that I've experienced from 2020 to 2021 was the reclaiming of my own energy. Number four, the output. 
the things that I was doing working in business. So for any of you who are entrepreneurs, kudos and shout outs to you. Magical women entrepreneurs are my favorite. I am your biggest fan. And I have been entrepreneuring for the last 12 years um, or 11 years since 2011. And being an entrepreneur in this capacity, a life coach, a speaker, and content creator and influencer has really caused a lot of anxiety and angst in my life. Now, I'm only speaking for myself personally. I cannot speak for anybody else who is out there killing it and rocking it. But your girl, the goddess queen, was in a struggle for a while because I was giving a lot of energy to certain projects that I was working on and was still not meeting my objectives. I was still not meeting my my goals. And one of the things that I noticed was how angry and resentful all of that output was making me. How it was just increasing a whole lot of energetic confusion and discord in my life. And even though I really wanted to continue to help women in a particular capacity, I had to understand how hypocritical it was for me to not even focus on helping myself. So in an effort to be the leader who doesn't just preach, but lives a lifestyle by which the wisdom that I offer is the wisdom that I use to guide me. I had to go through my own process of reclamation when it came to my energy and my efforts on Free the Feminine. I had to sit down and decide which projects and which products and offerings were no longer in alignment with who I am and who I am becoming. I had to sit down and call all of the energy that I utilized in building a Facebook group with thousands of women in it and call back that energy and close down that group so that I could focus on offering spiritual retreats and other parts of the world because I recognize that we as women need retreat space space to sit down and to do the women's work that we are supposed to do, the work that we should have been doing for hundreds of thousands of years. Doing that in this way is an example of energy reclamation. Even my emotional prowess, I'll give a really brief example. One of the things that I was guilty of is um, resenting the phrase that women should be seen and not heard. And as a result of being told that repeatedly in childhood, I had become a woman who always vowed to be heard at the very least. And one of the things that I've become guilty of is just really arguing with people who were not serving me at the highest level. Uh, very recently, I went to a resort and at the resort, I placed an order. The waiter said, I can't give you the order. And I said, you, you're going to give me exactly what I want. And he said, no, I can't. So there was this big, you know, back and forth. And I got up, I asked him to take me to management. He took me to the chef. 
I don't really know why I engaged with that because usually when I say management, I mean management. I'm one of those people. And, um, of course, the chef wasn't helpful. And then I went to someone else. I asked that someone else, are you a decision maker? You know, I went through this entire lengthy process just to get my order. And even after I got my order and they delivered it immediately, I was still so upset with my waiter that I had to give him the business as well. And in the middle of me giving the business and going back and forth now with the waiter, I realized that this was a complete waste of my time and my energy and my emotional prowess to even allow someone, anyone, to throw you off of your square. That's what we say, throw you off your square. That means that if you were having a peaceful day, to allow anybody to come in and disrupt your peace is giving too much power. So in the moment, in the moment of me actually engaging with this person, I had to stop and reclaim the energy that I was giving and realize that even in the argument, even in your argument, even when you are arguing with someone, even when you are in a process of spewing at someone, you are still giving. That is still a gift, magical woman. One of the things that I look forward to talking about on a separate episode is the power of femininity. And I'll just say really quickly that one of the pieces of that power is in your attention. Okay, so don't forget that part. It's in your attention. So those are the ways that I found myself guilty of allowing my energy to be utilized in ways that did not advance me. So I too have had to stop in the middle of the seepage and reclaim my energy. So I know I like to give you all a little bit of, of information and background, um, and I hope that that helps. I want you to look at yourself and say, okay, what areas of my life am I allowing my energy to just flow out of me instead of being more intentional? And in the moment that you see that, I want you to just stop, take a breath, and reclaim your energy. And other parts of the world, because I recognize that we as women need retreat space. Space.